So I spoke about this on a previous podcast, but I, I um, I'm really interested to see if, if someone's willing to have a conversation and just explore the idea um, that um, the Bitcoin is sort of like an algorithmic stable coin, or at least they hope to be stable in the future. So they hope that the volatility is reduced you know, at some point so that Bitcoin can act as money. And so I'm making this claim that like Bitcoin is very much like an algorithmic coin. And I just want to explore the differences. I realize usually with a stable coin, you're talking about a centralized actor um, who's sort of pulling the strings, maybe using some monetary tools to influence, to try to influence, you know, the supply um, and ultimately the price of this thing. But we're talking in general about things that are unbacked, right? So when people talk about algorithmic, they're usually referring to something that's unbacked. And something that they want to achieve stability of a, of a token in price. And um, in doing that, it's very difficult if you don't have anything actually tangible, you know, like a commodity or even like a dollar. Typically, we're talking about dollars, you know, backing it or redeemable. And the key is, is that when you say backed, you really should think, is this redeemable? Because if it's not, it's just... Um, if you can't access um, the underlying thing that supposedly backs this product, uh, it's not really backed. And uh, case in point, here's a really good example for you, is the um, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. We know that this Grayscale Bitcoin Trust holds a lot of Bitcoin, right? But the way it's structured, the way this trust is set up, is that you handed all, all of your Bitcoin basically over to Barry, right, to, to control, own, um, and so you're basically, you're a shareholder, right? And you think that you have ownership rights and he's got fiduciary duty to you. I don't think so because you're, you're actually a trust. And the way that this specific trust, I guess, is set up, I don't think you have any rights. You basically handed this Bitcoin over to Barry in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust product. And, um, you know, it's just like Terra Luna. Like, now, I don't know how this thing is set up, but I know that they tried to give the illusion, right, that this thing had value because they were holding a lot of Bitcoin on their balance sheet and that maybe, I guess it wasn't redeemable, but directly to the people that owned their token, the UST, right? Uh, but but in the, in like they, they tried to give the illusion that at least they had some kind of real value in there and they could either defend the peg or that maybe maybe they thought, if we say we're buying Bitcoin to back this stable coin, people will just assume that this thing actually is backed, right? That they could maybe potentially redeem it one day, even if they don't explicitly say that, uh, which I never, I don't think they did, but I'm just guessing here. Um, but, but that's the illusion of backing. If you don't allow redemptions, it's not really backed. You're just handing your money over to an entity. And this, this is exactly what the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is. You handed your Bitcoin over to Barry, <laughs> because of the structure of the trust product. And basically he said, you can never redeem the underlying asset. And so, you know, the, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is a perfect example of something losing its peg. It's supposed to be pegged to Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin, but it's off what? It's off from its NAV. Well, why is it so off? Well, because redemptions are not allowed. 
right? Redemptions are not allowed because Barry won't allow it. Now, he could. He's in complete control of GBTC. He could allow redemptions. Uh, he just chooses not to because it's not in his um, uh, advantage, and it's also not in the general Bitcoin you know, whale community advantage because if, if he allowed redemptions, this Bitcoin would be, um, well, eventually it would be sold. I mean, right now, obviously there's a discount because people want out. They want out so much that they're they're willing to even take a lower price than like Bitcoin's trading at now. They they want out, right? But in if this was redeemable, at least we would see arbitrage. You know, so people would be buying the Bitcoin to GBTC, right? To and then they would close this huge um, discount window. But we don't see that because Barry is in complete control and he's not allowing arbitration. You know, the arbitrage to happen. So that's why it's lost its pig. Because you actually don't own the Bitcoin. And I kind of did some basic research into this product. You really don't own the underlying Bitcoin. You just think you do. But this is a trust product. You are a beneficiary with basically no rights. <laughs> no rights. So this is very, very similar to actually what happened, I think, uh, with, with all these other you know stablecoin products that just pretend like they're being backed, but they're not really. Because you can never actually get at any of the capital they've accumulated um, that they, they just want you to, to you know, they, they just want to have the appearance that it's actually giving some value to the coin. Um, and, you know, I suppose with Luna, it's a little bit different. Maybe, maybe the people in charge could have sold some Bitcoin uh, to try to save their stable coin. Who knows? But again, um, this didn't happen, I suppose, or maybe it did. I don't I actually don't know, but I think it's still very similar in general uh, to the idea of an unbacked um, stablecoin, one that you cannot redeem anything for. It's basically just relying on a peg. And there's different ways you rely on this peg. There's different mechanisms. You know, some people like price fixing. Some people like like throwing around the idea that it is backed, but you can't redeem it. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, you know, I've seen a lot of the Bitcoiners complaining about these algorithmic stablecoins. Um, and, um, you know, to be fair, a lot of them don't work. But, you know, you're sort of calling the, 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 the pot black, right? You're the, the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, what is the difference really between Bitcoin and um, an, an unbacked algorithmic stablecoin? I mean, okay, maybe one has has more central players messing with the supply, right, and interacting with other tokens. But what is the what is the essence of the thing? The essence of the thing is that they're both unbacked. And Bitcoin right now has a huge volatility problem. And in the future, every Bitcoiner I know, right, that I've heard speak, thinks the volatility is going to decrease. It's going to be stable one day. Because it has to be stable to function as money and as a viable currency. Um, so they don't really want it to be to hang out around 30000 I think they want it to go to at least 100000 Let's just say that. So they, they don't want it to be stable yet. But they want it to be stable at some point. And so if, if that ever happens, which I actually don't think it can, but if it does ever happen, it would be the same thing as an algorithmic stable coin that's unbacked. 